Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. This week, I'm joined by Madison Law. She's a sales and service coordinator for the Davy Tree Expert Company in South Houston, Texas. How you doing, Madison? Besides hot. Besides hot. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for asking. I mean, yeah, we're all melting down here, but we, it's a... Uh... We started talking before we came on about the heat, and I was telling Madison that we, if I have a break, we've got one day of like 72 degrees... And you should have saw your look on your face, Madison. Tell me today, or when it broke the record, was it yesterday? Yesterday, and I mean, all week we've had record-breaking heats in Houston. Yesterday it was 105, with the feel like of somewhere around 116 with the humidity. Well, I want to start off talking about how do you work in that? How do you work in uh, feels like 116 degrees or do you I mean do you have to be outside when it's like that or can you do inside work that day uh well my job is a little different from you know being a technician or a tree crew guy um I'm inside outside all day uh just depending on what I need to do when you're outside it's horrendous oh my gosh you're sweating so much you look like you jumped in a pool after being outside for five minutes. Uh, the most important thing, you know, is hydration, hydration, hydration. Because uh, you can, heat stress and uh, heat exhaustion are super big issues that we face. So we are always telling our guys, hey, make sure you're watching out for each other. Make sure you're drinking enough water. Always uh, have Gatorades, liquids. And just, you know, watch out for each other. Because sometimes a guy in a tree might not be as eager or think about, oh, I need to drink water right now because right. he's worried about getting that tree pruned. Well, the guy on the ground can be like, hey, did you drink any water in the last five minutes or in the last 40 minutes? Um, and everyone has their own threshold. You know, even in our climate, uh, yesterday I had a Davy Arborist over. Uh, we do a video together, uh, Rob Crueljack. And he said... Uh, can you fill this up for me? It was the biggest honking water cooler thing I've ever seen in my life. And it was filled with ice already still. And so, yes, even even in our climate, hydration is important. Tell me a little bit about your job, though. What do you do for Davey? So as a sales and service coordinator, I'm in charge of managing our fleet of technicians here in the South Houston office. My uh, The building that I'm in is two different offices. So it's the South and the North Houston, and we're divided by the uh, Interstate 10 going through Houston. Um, so we service everything from all the way down to Galveston. We take care of the Goose Island State Park tree in Rockport. And my job is to manage the technicians. I schedule their routes. I talk to clients. I do site visits. I, uh, I help with the tree crews. Sometimes I'll bring them things they need. I can help with my truck. I help the arborists sometimes. I'll go out to clients with them or help them meet a client expectations. And then I also help in the office. I'll answer phones. I'll create work orders sometimes. So I like to say that I'm kind of a Jill of all trades. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that all you do? 
and so tell me about the winter. What is your climate like in the winter? Well, it's nothing like what you guys have up there. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> uh, it gets kind of chilly down here. Um, the hardest part is going through a freeze, like what we had back in 21. I know you probably saw it on the news. Um, Texas, we're just really not equipped to dealing with that. So when that hard freeze came through, it was a real struggle for our city and the plants especially took a hit. So we're still seeing the after effects of it to wow. this day. Um, especially with trees like uh, Japanese blueberries, you know, they took a really hard hit. A lot of them didn't come back. Like Italian cypresses also weren't doing so good. Mm. Um, and when those trees get stressed like that from that winter freeze damage, then that's when you have the problem with the insects coming in because they're taking advantage of those sick trees and they're making them worse. What's interesting is that even though our climates are so different, it's the same problems. You know, we had the same thing up here where we had an extreme cold event and I was at a property yesterday and I was looking at uh, boxwoods here uh, and still trying to recover from that, uh, that freeze. So I guess we all have it in one way or another. With that kind of heat, though, during the summer, tell me about the effect on the trees. That, like, I guess, are they used to it or is it stressing them or talk about that a little bit? Yeah, of course. So um, the heat going from one extreme to the next, right, all in one year uh, can be pretty hard on them. A lot of the trees that we have that are um, native, like our live oaks, um, or um, our pecan, our state tree, right? They're used to that heat. So they typically can handle it pretty well if they're maintained, right? Like you keep a, a generally good watering schedule. Um, and then some trees, they unfortunately, they crash and burn, <laughs> um, for lack of a better term. And which is why, you know, planting in the summer you can do for trees, but it's not really recommended. Uh, usually planting in the fall or even in the spring would be better. Yeah, so we're the same way, which is, again, kind of cool. Fall planting for us is going to be beginning soon. When is the optimal time there to plant trees? I would recommend the fall. The fall is usually the best time to plant trees. Because um, during the winter seasons the trees will start uh, working on growing their roots. And then in the springtime, they're working on producing flowers and putting out new leaves. So um, we want to get them established and we want to keep them healthy during their years of growing. Um, and planting younger trees can keep them, can have a better success rate than the bigger trees because it's less stress. It's going to be stress either way, right? It's just the younger trees have a better chance. So for us, fall planting basically begins soon. Do you do it the same way or do you have to wait until things really cool off? Is fall like November for you? Because <laughs> seriously, that's kind of the we're still planting nowadays in November, but there was a time when the ground would be frozen in November. Mm -hmm. No, um, no, that's a good question. So it's really hot right now and there's a lot of times where you even spend christmas in shorts because it's so hot still 
I think last year I did spend Christmas in shorts. I was out on the patio. We were grilling because it was just so hot. So uh, Well, now, Madison, I officially hate you because <laughs> I would love to be grilling on Christmas in shorts. <laughs> Trust me, I would rather experience like just one of those Hallmark Christmas winters just once. Yeah, yeah. You only want to experience it once, believe me. But uh, we're getting easier and easier up here. Uh, so, you know, I actually, I grew up in Cleveland, which they know how to move snow. And when I was a kid, they had to close school for a week because there was so much snow. So winter has definitely changed. So you talked about live oaks. Uh, that is a big deal down there, right? That is a cool tree for you, right? Oh, yes. Our live oaks are like one of our biggest feature trees we have here in Houston. I mean, a lot of um, like the Houston Area Forestry Council, um, their symbol, which I'm a, a part of, they a lot of their trees in their symbol are live oaks. They're they're great trees. We um, we also would recommend, you know, um, white oaks a lot because they're a lot more resistant to oak wilt, which is what we have a problem with over in the west side of Texas, like in San Antonio or Austin areas. Thankfully, we don't really have it here in Houston. Um, so we're just trying to keep that biodiversity inclusive just in case, because if we lost our live oaks, it would be huge, hugely detrimental to our city. Well, I mentioned this uh, a lot, uh, that I live in an oak forest and I am battling oak wilt. And it mm. is... It is devastating because when you have these large oak trees, you got to decide if and what you're going to treat. Uh, you know, again, what's interesting is that I'm doing the same thing. When I do lose an oak, I'm putting something else in its place to increase the diversity in the forest. Uh, what would be some other trees down there? And I know we always say right tree, right place. But what mm -hmm. are some of the trees growing down there that you that you love, or maybe one that doesn't get planted as much as it should when you find the right spot? Oh, that's a really great question. I personally really love uh, willow trees. I think they're really cool when they're mature. They offer a great uh, new shape to an environment, um, and they just they look really nice when they're mature. Um, uh, right place, right time. Gosh, that's always so difficult. I kind of wish we could have more maples. You know, yeah. I see a lot of people plant red maples around and it gives a lot of really nice fall color. Um, so with the I willow, mean, with the willow, uh, I think of a willow up here is needing lots of water, like being next to the lake. Is mm -hmm. that not true down there? Is that, is it, we're talking about the same type of willow? Right. So from the Salix family or mm -hmm. genus, mm -hmm. they um, they do require a lot of water when thankfully Houston gets a lot of water. Okay. We, uh, we also have a lot of uh, streams like the Buffalo Bayou. Uh, I just don't think people plant them as often because they, when they're growing, they kind of look a little spindly or not as full. As like if you planted a magnolia, which also are really great trees. And I really like magnolias too. Um, I don't know. I've just always kind of like the whimsicalness of a willow. And when they get big, they really are beautiful. They're, they, are, oh. they are unparalleled. I mean, it's, it's a unique looking, beautiful tree. 
They really are. So tell me a little bit about how this job is right for you. How did you get into this? So I um, actually wanted to be a theater major when I went to college, but I got a pamphlet from Stephen F. Austin State University. It's a school up in Nacogdoches, East Texas, and they were doing, they were showing a picture of axe throwing. And my dad was like, hey, that looks cool. Let's go there. (laughs) I was like, I suppose. And uh, I uh, went to the forestry department, fell in love with tree science, and I interned with Davey in 2017. And before my internship was up, they offered me a position to come back to when I graduated in a year. So, and I've been here for five years. Awesome. So what's it like when you're working in an environment when it's male dominated, you know, the tree industry is male dominated. You know, I've had a lot of women on, climbers included. Talk about your experiences in dealing with that. So I, um, I worked on a tree crew with a bunch of guys and that was fine. And then I was a PHC tech and that's a lonely position. I don't know if you've ever uh, talked to a bunch of spray techs before. Um, and sometimes it's nice, you know, because um, my favorite bit is going down the road, driving this big truck and other people who are driving big trucks, they look over and they're like, what? They do like a double take real quick. Is that a woman driving that truck? Like, heck yeah, I'm, move over, man. I got places to be. <laughs> um, and then it also comes with its trials, right? So uh, construction sites were my least favorite job sites because I'm just surrounded by all these people and I'm all alone. Uh, and, you know, uh, from a woman's perspective, that's a lot different than if it were a guy alone on a job site. Yeah. Um, but overall, I, I really enjoyed it. I, um, I like what I do. I love what I do. And uh, it's been a great ride. And I'm hoping to be a sales arborist soon. Nice. Tell me a little bit about what you do get out of your job. I mean, jobs. Uh. <laughs> Well, I, um, I really enjoy talking to people. Um, so many people have so many different uh, and interesting life stories that they can share. I have um, a lot of clients that uh, love when I call them and I like calling them. I have I keep a whole list on my computer of all the people I like to send Christmas cards to, all the clients I like. Um, <laughs> and uh, I get the fulfillment of helping people not only have better green spaces around their homes, but also educating them about trees so that, you know, even if they decided that they didn't want to be with us anymore, that's fine, you know, Um, but they would have the better knowledge going forward. Mm, That's awesome. What kind of rainfall do you get down there in Houston? Do you get good (laughs) rainfall or no? We get a, a lot of rainfall. We get a lot of rainfall. It's, um, we're actually prone to flooding quite often. Um, like uh, when Harvey happened, that hurricane that came through, we got a lot of flooding. Um, it uh, it comes and it goes. We're not getting a lot of rain right now. We're actually in a bit of a dry spell. So um, there's actually a, a, a place up the road that we haven't had enough rain that the mulch caught on fire and it's been burning for, I think five days now at this point. Wow. So is it like a big mulch pile that. Yeah. It's, it's um, one of those uh, places where they take debris and they sell mulch in truckloads and 
So their mulch pile caught on fire. Wow. So let's talk a little bit, uh, you know, in that climate about watering the right way for the trees. I just, again, when you say feels like 116, that just seems so brutal. What's the best way to water those trees down there? So that's a a little tricky because it really depends um, because a lot of factors go into how you should water your tree. So the one of the biggest issues we run into is a lot of people overwater their trees because they they go outside and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's so hot. We haven't had any rain. I have to water my trees. And they'll do that five times a week, you know, and they'll leave their watering system on for an hour at a time. And then they call us because they're like, well, my trees look sad. I don't understand. Is it the heat? Should I water more? And it's like, well, you should probably water a little less. <laughs> Um, Because I've always been told that um, watering should mimic rainfall, where it's infrequent but deep, you know. And um, a lot of people also have the, a lot of landscaping underneath their trees, which then also changes how much we're watering, right? Because if you plant a whole bunch of ferns under your tree, they like their water a lot more than your giant live oak would do. So it really depends on the situation. I always recommend people plant a bench under a tree. That's the best thing. <laughs> because people try, you know, to grow things under maples and big oaks. Mm-hmm. Those trees are taking up almost everything, you know. Uh, just a nice place to sit in the shade. Uh, so down there, let's talk a little bit about mulching to keep the, that soil evenly moist. Is that uh, part of the process uh, in Texas? So you do have a lot of people that do mulch and it helps retain that moisture, right? Um, The problem comes from when people add too much mulch and then they're uh, causing lack of oxygen uh, to get to the roots of the trees. And I mean, we see it all the time, especially with volcano mulching, as I'm sure you guys do sometimes see where the mulch goes right up to the trunk and it's, it shouldn't look like a telephone pole sticking out of the ground. Madison, almost every podcast, somehow the volcano mulch comes up. The evil <laughs> volcano mulch. And again, we, you know, for those of us that know, you, you know, I always ask uh, the people that I interview, what's it like when I'm in a car with you when you drive by this big place that's been volcano mulched? What do you say? What do you do? Do people get sick of you hearing of hearing you say, <laughs> do you believe that? Oh my gosh, all the time. And the same thing with like tree identification, right? Once you learn tree identification, you never go back from not knowing the trees. Mm-hmm. And I'll ruin movies for myself sometimes. Like, I don't know if you've seen 65 yet, uh-uh. Um, with that guy from Star Wars who played, I think his name was Kylo Ren was the name of the character. Mm-hmm. And he's in this movie and they're going through, he's landed on, uh, earth from the past and all these pine trees, he's in a pine stand. And I'm like, that looks a lot like Louisiana. I mean, it's got a swamp. It's got these pine trees. And I looked it up and they filmed in Louisiana. I was like, I ruined the movie for myself. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, Madison, I'm going to leave it right there. That's a great way to end. And what a, what a fun story. I appreciate your time. And that was a lot of fun to talk to you. 
Oh man, thank you so much to have me on. This has been great, and uh, I appreciate everything you do. This is great to get knowledge out to the people. All right, well, I'm sure we'll talk again. Thanks. Thank you. You know, I'm not sure if I could handle the heat like Madison does down there in Texas. How about you? Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I am your host, Doug Oster, and do me a big favor. Subscribe to the podcast so you won't ever miss a show. And if you've got an idea for an episode or maybe a comment, send us an email at podcasts at davy.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at D-A-V-E-Y dot com. And as always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer.